Welcome to Career Tools. This week, how do I know I have a job offer? Here we go. Okay, Wendy, I can't believe we have to tell people what an offer is. Okay, I'm kidding a little. <laughs> well, everybody thinks they have offers and, you know, a company calls and says, um, we're really excited oh, we're about really you. really excited about you. Yeah, and, and, and we really want you and, and we, we think you're a great fit for this job. And, yeah. and people think that's an that's offer. That's an offer. And yeah. that's not an offer. An offer is something specific and it has to have a certain number of parts. And until you have those yeah. those details, you don't have an offer at all. Yeah. You have Two people being excited about each other. Yeah, and actually, there's there's sort of a, a second part to this cast that uh, I'll just say at the end. I'll tell you what what I've always thought. These are the constituent parts that we're going to go through, but but there is a simple way to describe the the perfection of an offer, whether you have it or don't, and I'll explain that at the end. It's not in the show notes, but it's really clear. You'll know you have an offer when this is true, okay. and of course, and you have all the constituent parts as well. Okay, so, good. So we're going to start with, um, have you got the job title and or responsibilities? So do you know what you're going to be doing? Right. Have you got the compensation? Do you know how much you're going to be paid? Right. Have you got the location? Do you right. know where you're going to be working? Have you got a start date? Like, when are you starting this right. fabulous job? It might be flexible, but but they, the, the, they'll give you some sort of start. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and those wheels in motion yeah. is, a, is an indication of something happening. Right. And finally, have you got the deadline for your acceptance? Yeah. Yeah, because people tell us all the time, I got an offer. And then when you realize they don't have a deadline, when you put this other piece with it, you realize that's not an offer. They're just talking about constituent parts. They want to keep you excited, but really, you don't have it yet. Yeah. Okay? So, you have to know the job title and responsibilities. So, when you go through the hiring process, it's really easy to um, become very excited about something that a hiring manager tells you about, about a new project, or about some new technology that they're implementing. Right. and then when you get the actual offer, or when you start the job, you turn out not to be working on that project, or you're right. not working with that technology. You might still be in the team, but you're not part of there, what you wanted to be part of. Yeah, and maybe you didn't hear right. Mm-hmm. In other words, you'll be related to this project, and so you think suddenly you're going to spend 50% of your time on it, which is not true. Or they oversold it a little bit, yeah. and they say, in this plant, man- some of the managers are working on this really cool technology X. And you figure they wouldn't say that unless I was going to be in that group of supervisors. But in fact, they didn't specifically promise it to you. And, and if you don't know what your responsibilities are, you may be disappointed. You may. Yeah. Exactly. You can get away with it on your resume, but having lots of jobs where you start and you, and you leave pretty soon afterwards oh. because, you've, because you've misunderstood or because you, yeah. you find yourself miserable because it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. If you have too many of those, you can really start to struggle. Yeah, the first time you do that, it's possible if you're young in your career, folks, and you do that early in your career, we might forgive you and you might be able to say to an HR person, I'm so sorry, they said the job was X. It was very different and I, I simply couldn't in good conscience stay. Fine. You do that again, then you didn't learn your lesson then you didn't realize that you had to dot your I's and cross your T's about what the job was you were going into. And you were afraid to say to a future offer, you know, unfortunately, I've been in a situation where I was offered X and got triple Z. Can we talk a little bit more about what the job is? And if you didn't do that and you got the same job again, we're not thinking, we're not thinking it was their fault. We're thinking now it was your fault. Fool me once, right? Yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. Okay. So um, if, you, if you've gone through the interview process and, and you've heard some things about the offer, uh, the role and the responsibilities and the interactions and the reporting that's yeah. all going to happen and that's clear to you and you really feel like you understand it, that's great. And if you don't, right. 
don't accept the offer until you've asked. It's perfectly acceptable to say, okay, I'm really excited, but I just want. I just don't understand. uh, And even I want to clarify this piece. Yeah. 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 And and look, it would be completely okay to think they're offering you X, and then for you to say, you know, I feel like you're giving me an offer, and yet I don't understand the job. And they say, oh yeah, that's right. We're offering you this other job, and for you to say, well, that's not what I was interviewing for. I mean, you may, in fact, have the offer. If they give you the responsibilities and all these other constituent parts, yes, you have the offer. But that would significantly change whether or not you're interested. Totally fine to ask. Absolutely. Okay. And, and if, the, if the details that are part of the offer, if the details that come as part of the offer are not what you thought they were going to be, then, again, it's perfectly, it's perfectly acceptable to ask. And things do change. You know, teams are, teams are reorganized right. in, the, in the length of a hiring process. It's three or yes. four months. It's, it's quite likely that things will change. Job titles will change as part of right. an HR restructuring. But you need to understand why that's happened. And, yeah. And the person who offered you the job, uh, if, it's, if the title is different or something is different, you can expect a reasonable explanation. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Compensation. Obviously, everybody assumes this, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be told how much I'm going to be paid. Right. I, I actually think I say everybody because I, I think there are some people who think, okay, we want you to come to work for us at this, at this position. And people say yes. And the company hears that. I'm sorry, folks. This is true. They hear that as, I'll accept the job at any price. Right? Yeah. You haven't agreed to a certain price, and that gives the manager flexibility. And so he's going to probably give you the lowest end of the range, yeah. if that. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to know exactly how much you're going to be paid, right? whether it's paid biweekly or monthly. You know, when you're being Boy. paid is, is really important. If you're used to a biweekly paycheck and you get that extra one at the end of the year, yeah. um, and your family budgeting works on that, and then you suddenly find you're going to monthly, that can be really difficult. Yeah. It happened to me. Mm-hmm. In my previous employer, twenty-five years ago, they said, "You know, it's just hard for us to keep pay every uh, every two weeks. It's hard to make payroll. You know, have the cash available, and so we're going to do payroll every month. And we want to give you a month's notice, right? One month's <laughs> notice before it changes is not enough. And so, essentially, the last payment we got a two weeks paycheck, and it was supposed to stretch for a month. And I realized afterwards, wow. I mean, wow, just." And it was it was a it was a cash management decision on their part, but it was absolutely unclear, and they thought no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it's not clear as part of the offer, again, that's an acceptable thing to ask. It, it's not a when am I going to be paid question. It's I'd like to understand your payroll system so that I can budget appropriately. Right. And then the motive for, for the majority of people that are listening, compensation will be salary and benefits. Right. And if You're going to pay a certain dollar amount, and then there's going to be some additional funds that the company puts aside, usually for health care. There's something about vacation. There's usually something about some sort of pension. It used to be that it was what's called defined benefit. And for those of you who don't know, a defined benefit plan is they guarantee you a certain benefit after a certain number of years of service. That has become less likely with the volatility in the stock market and the changes in the economy. And so most companies now, for people starting, are doing defined contribution, meaning they'll allow you to contribute a certain amount of money, and they'll often match it um, up to the extent that the law will allow in some of the best companies. But they won't guarantee your benefits because they can't. They can't. They can't be sure that their investments will pay off the way they want them to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and there's vacation, there's healthcare. Uh, there might be some other ancillary benefits around working there relative to childcare or parking or those kinds of things that tend to be fairly standard, although different at different firms and different locations of different firms based on the physical aspects of it, the industry they're in, and so on. Yeah, what they need to offer to get the kind right. of people they want. And we've talked before about negotiating salary and negotiating um, benefits and tried to persuade people that that is not, it's not a thing that they really ought to right. be doing. Right, So, So let's talk about this situation. We said salary and benefits. I think most people tend to focus on salary, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a company says to me, Mark, I want you to come to work for us. You're going to be an HR generalist just starting out. We're going to pay you $36,000 a year. Well... I actually have a particular interest in benefits. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have to have that in order to be, in order to have this question. But, but I would say it's completely reasonable for me to say thank you so much. I'm so excited about the offer. And if in your mind, you, you could definitely feel you have an offer, but you don't know what the benefits are, it's completely okay at that point to ask about benefits. Yeah. Completely okay. And so you say, look, I'm sorry. I, you know, in order for me to make a decision, like for instance, they may say thirty six thousand dollars a year, and then say, are you going to accept? And you say. Well, I, I can't, I mean, no offense, but I, I love the offer. I'm super excited. And there's no way I can accept because I don't understand the full compensation piece. And the manager says, well, I'm going to pay you $36,000. No, that's not, no. I, I need compensation, you know, usually salary and benefits. Oh, yeah, we've got standard benefits. Don't buy it, folks. Don't buy standard benefits. It's completely okay to say, can I have a half an hour with somebody in HR or can you sit down and walk me through what the benefits are and roughly how they work? Frankly, if it were me and he said, well, I could do it or HR could do it, if it was a big enough company that, there, that, that there's HR, I'd have HR do it. Yeah, they're usually wiser I, about these yeah, things. I wouldn't want to brief somebody today or five years from now at Maynard Jules or anywhere else about what our benefits are. If I could have somebody else whose job it was to do that kind of stuff, I'd absolutely have an expert brief me. At the point at which they want to make you an offer and they have started to do so, you've stopped trying to impress them in order to get the role. Your positions have become more equal and you are gathering information in order to make a decision. And so your questions stop being annoying and start being part of you doing your due diligence diligence about a job. And, and, And that actually sends a good message that you don't make decisions on the fly and you make sure you have all the detail. You're actually being very kind. At the end of the cast, we'll talk about how power actually changes (laughs) when one gets an offer. Okay. Okay? Good. Next is location. Location. So uh, people kind of assume that location is obvious, but it's actually surprisingly important. So companies that have multiple locations or customers spread out across your, uh, across the country might impact your travel and commuting requirements. And that, and, and travel and commuting impacts family life right. a lot there's right. a big really big difference between a 15 minute commute yeah. and a 45 minute commute in yeah. terms of whether or not you get home in time to bathe the children and let me give you an example about why this cast is important folks look wendy and i actually are in a hotel in london right now getting ready for a london uh conference suppose you're in manchester mm-hmm. and there's a big office in manchester and also one in london and right before you accept you were thinking you were going to interview you live in manchester you were thinking the job was going to be in Manchester. That's what you've interviewed in Manchester. It makes all the sense in the world. And the manager says, so we want to hire you for this team lead position. It's a $41,000 a year job. Bah, 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 bah. Gives you all the other stuff. And you say, great. And you call back. Uh, two days later, you've talked to your spouse. And uh, uh, he or she says, yeah, I want to do it. So you call in and say, look, I'm calling to accept your offer. I'm so excited. Can't wait to start. And they say, great. I just want to make sure that you understand that... <clears throat> 
I probably wasn't as clear as I could be. This offer is actually in London and not in Manchester. Ah. Okay, now, here's the thing you need to understand, folks. Because the location wasn't given to you, you really didn't have an offer. So your acceptance of the offer is moot. That acceptance based on the, the, a reasonable assumption. Now, there are candidates who make mistakes on this, um, but there are companies that make the mistake too. But if you have reason to believe it's in one location and they tell you after the fact, if they never specifically told you where it was, and then they change, if they tell you a place that's different than what you assumed, it's completely okay for you to say, time out, I'm sorry, I've got to retract that. Let me go back. I need to talk. I need to think about this a little bit further because mm-hmm. that changes everything. Oh. It may be fine for you. You may be willing to move to London. Heck, mm-hmm. that could be great. And your acceptance is moot. It's not binding at all if the location changes after the fact. In fact, if you accept it and they thought it was Manchester and then two weeks later they said, or three weeks later or a month later they said, by the way, the job's not in Manchester anymore, you're not obligated. There's no legal requirement. If you've signed something, it's still right, that didn't say London and and even if it didn't say Manchester and then they change it to London, you're not going to be at fault in any way, shape or form. And that's why location is a part of the constituents of an offer. Exactly. Okay. And people won't always be working in the location that they interviewed at. And different working locations can have different, very, very different working arrangements or very different office spaces. Yeah. And, um, I used to work for a company that had um, manufacturing bases. And so the offices that I worked in were on a business park and they were, you know, standard offices. But if I went to some of the, uh, the manufacturing places, the offices were above the manufacturing yeah. floor and they would not half as nice and if you're the man well, i like those offices yeah. you don't you don't like those offices i i oh, actually dirty. do i like to be able to watch over and yeah, yeah watch them make tanks which is what they yeah. were doing oh, yeah. but, but for yeah. some people the noise and the distraction yeah. and they wouldn't want to you know it was a long drive from the front gate to the to the where the office was uh-huh. and it was a long way to go right. if you wanted to go out for lunch you yeah, could do yeah. it okay. and, yeah. and for some people all those things are important so right. you need to know right Next is start date, right? Yeah. Okay. So start dates aren't always firm. They're sometimes right. We were thinking about starting you in a couple of weeks, and, right? And you have to give notice, and so that and your company, your current right. company, may ask you for for some extra time, and so it they're kind of a bit wobbly. But the start date, having a start date, or at least an idea of a start, having date, them state a date, even if they express some uncertainty about it, is part. Uh, a constituent of a constituent part of an offer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the start date says we've started to move yeah. in the direction of having you. They, we've started to order IT. We've started to think about. I where would you're never give sit, you a start date that. without immediately thinking about the logistics involved. And if I'm within the logistical planning range, then I'm going to start the logistical planning. And there is no manager worth his or her salt who wants people to go out and start doing stuff to get a hire on board. If, in fact, that person's not going to, oh, no, we've moved the start date two months. IT and security and badging, all they'd be like, ugh, yeah. hate that stuff. Okay? Exactly. So a start date is, is a real indication that, that they're absolutely, it's an yeah. indication of a commitment. Yeah. And if you don't get a start date, you should ask. Mm-hmm. For every single one of these constituent part folks, if you don't have it, if you think you have an offer, but you don't have a start date. You say, I'm sorry, I, I, I feel like you've given me an offer. There are some pieces here, but I don't have a start date yet. Yeah. Now, if they say to you, any time in the next three months, that is a form of a start date, yeah. right? Yeah. But then you get to say the start date when you come back and accept and say, I'm gonna, I, I, I can start on this date. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. 
And then deadline. This is this is my favorite. Yeah. Okay. So a deadline for your acceptance. So it's probably the part that the hiring manager is most likely to leave out because they're being all excited about. We want right. you to come and well, we expect this to money get you. and start yeah. dating. That. Companies yeah. think of themselves as a 900 pound gorilla and you're just one person. And so by all means, it, offers are less plentiful than candidates, right? There are usually more candidates than there are offers. So to get an offer, if you're in interviewing, Wow, why wouldn't you want to come exactly. to work here, right? Yeah. And to some extent, they phone you with the offer, assuming that you're going to say yes Absolutely. right there on the phone. And so they haven't even thought about when they need to hear right. your acceptance. Button. Yeah, I would say probably 75% of managers assume people are going to accept on the spot. Mm-hmm. When in fact, they would tell their kids and themselves, no, I get a chance to think. And I think we have a cast somewhere talking about how much time you should have or can have or how to ask for more time if, in fact, you need it. I think we talked about not slowing down offers. You can't mm-hmm. play one company off against the other. Um, but you've got to have a deadline. And the reason why is? So that you know when to accept. Yeah, yeah. That's the candidate side. The company side is simpler. It's because if you're not going to accept, they want the offer back to give it to somebody else. Absolutely. It's By definition, it's perishable. And this, folks is when we get into the, what the real definition of an offer is. These, are, in this cast, are the constituent parts. And you don't have an offer without constituent parts. But the real thing that defines whether or not you have an offer is when control passes to you. If you have control, in other words, now the company is waiting on you to say yes or no, then you have an offer. Now, you have to have these constituent parts. They can't say, will you accept? Because a yes or a no, with that amount of vagueness, is is really not a yes or no at all. It's a shot in the dark. But if you have constituent parts, I'll give you two different examples. One is an offer without the parts. Well, that's That's not not an an offer. Okay. Another is all the parts without control. In other words, hey, I want you to know, we're thinking about this much. We're going to have you here. You're going to be doing this. Here's the benefits. Uh, thinking start date here. What do you think? Well, you don't have control yet. No. You do not have control because they haven't. The easiest way to, to show control is a deadline. And I got to tell you, more and more companies in the last 20 years have gone to this habit of, I want to make you an offer, so, but I really need you to say yes. I'm not going to go to all the trouble. Or, hey, would you accept this? Just mm-hmm. let me know, and then I'll go do the work. Yeah. Because I want to avoid the paperwork. Folks, that's crap, okay? Uh, if a manager intends to hire you, it's not appropriate. It's not professional for her to say, I don't want to go through the paperwork. Because what they're trying to do, simply, is avoid you turning down an actual offer, because that go- works against them in terms of their uh, effectiveness in hiring. And so what they're saying is, if I can get you to say yes, if I know you're going to say yes, mm-hmm. then I'll go make the offer up like a- and, and get the approval for it. And and really what that means is, if they want you to say yes before they go get approval, what you said yes to is it's not nothing. really an offer. It's not. Because, because if they're going to go, t- if they have to go talk to somebody else, then you're not in control. Uh-uh. They've given you a negotiating position and you've said that negotiating position is appropriate, but it's not an offer. You've got to have all these constituent parts and the key thing for me is always a deadline because if I have a deadline, by definition, the company is saying, we know you're in control and we want that control back because you can't have control over us indefinitely. Now, usually that deadline is a week. If it's if you're interviewing on a Monday 
and the deadline is Friday, it's completely reasonable to wait until the fall to ask for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're working, your spouse is working, your significant other, your partner is working. So it's fine to take the weekend to think about it. You may, in fact, want to do house hunting or something like that. Uh, so it's totally fine to ask until the following Monday. If you get an offer on Thursday or Friday and they expect an, offer, uh, an answer on Monday, that's pretty short. Mm-hmm. So at a minimum, we recommend a week. There are times when you can get an extra week. I would never ask for more than one additional week. And I certainly wouldn't do it with the idea that I can keep extending it by asking for multiple extensions. You're just going to lose it. And what's more, they're not going to think nicely about it when you come back to them a month and say, I've decided I want to come work here. Yeah, it's no. like, really? It's yeah, like, no. <laughs> no, we're number two, right? And yeah, your number exactly. one was going to get to you pretty soon, but they never got yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So, so the, the point here with deadline is if they give you a deadline, it means they know you have control. And that is the ultimate definition offer when control passes to you, as long as you have all these constituent parts, job title, responsibilities, compensation, location, start date, and again, deadline. What else? That's it. That's all you need. That's good. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. That's it. I hope to see you back next week on Career Tools. Until then, have a great week.